Do you desire to turn your passion into income? Connect with other creative souls who also dance to the beat of their own drum? I'm Marie Nicole and I'm devoted to combining beauty, uniqueness and connection in everyday living experiences. As a creative professional and Dharma coach, I help people connect to the truth of who they are and facilitate them in embodying their uniqueness. It is my hope in this podcast that I inspire you to live your life on your terms and earn your income through being uniquely you. After all, it's the unique thread that we each contribute to the collective tapestry that creates the whole. So today's podcast is an interview with Jill Blackburn from Outback Spiritual Festival, and that will be running for the first time in August 26-27, is that right? Yes, yeah. Yes, perfect. Now, I want, Jill is the founder of this festival, and I wanted to in, introduce her through sharing, first of all, her welcome statement um, on the website about the festival, because it's absolutely beautiful. And it reads as, you are invited to gather in the ancient and stunning location to absorb, learn, and grow with this community. There is something magical about being in the outback. The spiritual heart of this earth beeps at the at full volume out here. Come and join us and connect to Mother Earth. See the night sky with absolute clarity and ground our feet in red soil. We shall gather and share all things spiritual and healing with one another and just be in this ancient place. We will come together in the spirit of community and spirituality. We will work to cultivate our own spirit, our connection to others, and so very importantly, our connection to this earth of ours. We will offer one another meaning, compassion, love, respect, and reciprocity. What a beautiful welcome statement that is, which leads me to my first question for you, Jill, and that is, what is your background and what's your journey that's led you to creating such a unique experience and offering for everyone to enjoy? Well, it's a big, a big question with many parts of an, the answer. Um, so I, I guess I'll, I'm going to start at the beginning and just go. So I was kind of raised to, you know, the that everything spiritual was might be bad or might be evil sort of thing, um, and religion was like you know lumped in with that as well. So I was raised with all these thoughts and feelings and messages and things coming through but being told that to suppress it um, and things like that I think I thought differently to other people and I guess there's a lot of people that think like I do too but I, I feel like from a young age I had this kind of different view on life than my parents did and people around me um, and um, I guess I was the kind of person that just went off and and like followed whatever I wanted to do so I went off to uni um, did that. I got into. I was an academic for um, many years. Um, I was a vet nurse. I was a, you know, all kinds of different things. And I ended up. Um, I ended up marrying. Well, being set up with a man <laughs> that lived in Broken Hill. As it turns out, we got married, um, and we lived out on stations around Broken Hill, and that's where I fell in love with the red dirt, the sky. We'd have a fire. And just you know, sit around and look at the stars, and um, I fell in love with it. And um, when my husband was killed, um, this is when this is when I had my awakening, I guess. 
because I needed to know and I wanted to know what happened to him and where he was. Um, and he made it very clear coming through to me with all kinds of different messages and things. <laughs> he made um, that started to make all of my way of thinking make sense. Um, so this this is where this has opened, I guess, opened my heart, my soul, my mind to what ifs, what you know, what's out there, all these sorts of things. And um, <clears throat> in mourning my husband, I actually reached out to a um, um, a, a, medium, a psychic medium in she's from Victoria, Geelong area. Um, ended up by some stroke of fate, or however it works. <laughs> Um, she ended up being my spiritual mentor and her method of teaching brought, basically taught me that the lesson was just do exactly what you think is right because it's right, you know, just follow your heart. And that was the biggest message I took from her. So skip forward a little bit. Um, I've had quite a few health issues um, on and off. I had a part of my childhood was that there was some abuse and um that sort of emerged um, when I had my son and when I lost my husband, sort of it emerged more fully then and I was sort of quite unwell. Um, and I also had a cancer diagnosis last year and so was travelling back and forth to Adelaide for, you know, week after week after week and it's it's a 10-hour or 10 to 12-hour round trip depending on roadworks. Um, and most of those trips were by myself um, and most of them, for the first little while, while I listened to music and then I would go to podcasts and then I would drive in silence. Um, and that's where this whole thing came from. Wow. <laughs> it came from the idea that if people where I live have to travel, you know, a 12-hour round trip to reach out and get help, and I'm not talking just general medical help, I'm talking you know, that soul deep help. Um, why can't we have it here? What's stopping us? This is such, this place is what's brought me healing itself without anything else. So I wanted to bring people here, but I wanted to bring other people here so that people that live here can see that there's more out there. So that's in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a journey. So yeah. um, how long have you been in Broken Hill? Um, I've actually been here now since 2007, so going on 16 years, yeah. Um, so I married, got married, I met Andrew in 2007 and then moved, sorry, married in 2009, but we've lived out on stations from then, so. Okay. Yeah. How long ago did he pass away? So he died in uh, 2017, so six years this year, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And how many children do you have? I have one of my own. So I have a three-year-old Sid um, and my husband has four children. So I've inherited four, an extra four, which is amazing. <laughs> the four of them go from seven to 14. So um, I sort of had a, obviously a family late in life, which is a whole whole another story with IVF and, and you know, Andrew passing away and all those sorts of things. Um and so, yeah, I didn't think I'd have a family of my own and I, I, I did and I believe it was Andrew. So so beautiful. So then I guess um, the 
my next question was going to be what's your vision for this event and what do you hope the flow on effect to be you've kind of spoke to that a little bit in terms of the healing and broken hill yeah for you and you want other people to experience that do you want to expand on on that it's been um it's been interesting organizing this festival because there are other festivals around and people kind of assume that it's the same and I guess it is it's the same kind of concept but I'm trying very hard to keep this festival and I'm not saying the others aren't but I'm trying very hard to keep this festival on a level that everyone can go to so I've had actually people contact me and say what do I need to wear to this festival you know who do I who what have I kind of who do I have to be to fit in and I've the idea is that um, it's for everyone. So the flow-on effect is that people will find spirituality accessible as they are, not as they think they have to be to fit with someone else's, you know, version. Um, I'm hoping that it's going to be an annual event. That would be ideal <laughs> to see how hubby decides whether <laughs> whether I can you know, do another one. Um, But it's the flow on effect is I'm hoping that people see there's a whole nother world of of help and growth and and love out there that people, that they can access as they are. And that's that's what I hope happens. That's fantastic. Because our souls don't come clothed in... (laughs) particular uniform so I love that whole you know question of what do I wear to fit in it's like your meat suit just come in that yeah exactly as you are as you are exactly oh that's awesome so um what's the greatest learning you've had so far in actually creating this event because it's so new and how long or how long ago did you start the process and what have you learned along the way yeah so um in October, I had um, radio radioactive iodine treatment for my cancer, um, and I had to be away from everyone for two weeks. I couldn't sort of be in contact with the kids at all, so I just stayed in Adelaide, and um, I, I was in a house by myself for two weeks, and I'd get you know meals delivered or whatever. Um, I and I just I just took the time to be alone and just you know let things be and um I actually my granddad was a he was a water diviner um he was born in 1909 um and he and I had a very special relationship and I kind of feel like he's my guide and um I took my I've got dowsing rods that I've got because of him and I took them with me and I was just you know playing around and um you know just trying to connect in with what was going on and um yeah I just I ended up coming home or actually Mark flew down and we drove home together um and I just said to him in the car I said we uh we're gonna have a festival you know like I'm just telling you now um that's what we're doing and he sort of went radio what do we have to do (laughs) so um that was in October late October then I made the announcement in at the end of November I think it was um, so it's been in planning since November. Um, yeah, and and to say what I've learned, um, and I know, you know, everyone 
has doubts about what they're doing and what, you know, about themselves. And there's always a dialogue going on in your head. And um, this event and planning this event has taught me to come back and trust myself and to trust my initial vision. You know, I've got people that do things here and there for me, like um, I've got a lady who's doing some compiling social media posts and stuff for me, a little bit of that. And um, I've had other people sort of approach me to be involved to help organise it. And every time I sort of extend out, I was losing the clarity that I had as to what I wanted it to be. I, I, this is such a, this is not like me to have to ever say this, but this has taught me to come back and trust my own vision, to trust that I have the capability and capacity to do this and to make it happen. Um, and that I don't, it's not that I don't owe anyone else anything. I do, I owe the people that I'm doing this for, I owe them to make it how it was originally planned, not to let it become something else. So I guess it's to trust my own vision um, and to give myself credit that I'm, I've got it right, I hope. <laughs> I completely understand that from the perspective of having a, um, I had a retail store that I just recently closed. I told you about that. Yeah, but it yeah. was creative co-working space and um, my workshop integrated in that. And I wanted to share it with other people. And I, I get it from the perspective of having other people involved and how that can completely change the, the core of what you're trying to create. And as something new, you almost need it to be, you need it to be, your vision only before you then have that instilled in other people of you know next year you could probably get more people involved but you've yep. already got the concept out there so you know yeah especially being the first one I think that's really really important that I know for my first year because I had the shop for six years yeah. and having other people involved in it there were aspects that came out a little bit differently to what I had planned yeah, <laughs> and I was like right. oh, no yeah. that's not that's not yeah. the vision yeah and so yes. then as time went by and it, and it fell back onto me just doing it all myself yeah. Yeah. then I tightened the brand and the offering and it was like yeah this is what it's about so I do understand that completely it's very much you know the the um the purpose is not to involve the community and and that's that's what I'm trying to do like I'm I'm I would love, you know, people to be involved and feel good about it. That's not what I'm aiming at because a lot those spiritual people, they're already on their path. I'm aiming at the people that don't know or don't know much or are scared to admit they know things or that they or won't because here in Broken Hill there is a a little bit of a you know, a fear, I think, for a lot of people to to admit that they're interested in, you know, spiritual things. Um so that's I don't nationally. <laughs> that's not just broken. That's just everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you know, as much as I love everyone in the community, and everyone has been incredibly helpful, and just you know, just forward coming with all of their help. But um, I'm coming. Yeah, this is something I'm delivering to the end user, and they're the ones that I need to get the message to. 
And and that makes perfect sense. Like as a business, having your target audience and keeping yeah. your eye on the, the target audience. And yep, you can yeah. cater to everybody. And it's like you know, speak to everybody, speak to nobody, or you can yeah. keep your eye on the vision for yeah. who I yeah. actually want to reach. Yeah. So is is this something you do full time or? Um, no, I'm a mum. <laughs> I know say, you're a mum. I just say I'm a mum. I do. Um, haven't worked since having my son um several three he's three now so haven't worked since then and um and I've so I'm full-time mum to Sid and then I'm half half-time mum to um the other four children um I do I do a little bit of Reiki and mediumship when I can here and there not really not a lot but um this is yeah this is giving me purpose and this is giving me um an outlet I think um there's you know so much so many ideas up there that I just yeah this is giving me an outlet um and it was something that when it popped into the you know when it popped into being I've never doubted myself and that's not like me <laughs> like I'm I'm normally fairly you know um a little bit hesitant to jump into things um this big but um it just feels right. It's like it's 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 meant to be. It's meant to happen. It just feels like it's happening okay and it's going to be fine. So um, I'm, I am a mum and now my husband likes to say mum and event organiser. So. <laughs> so this is the first event you've organised. It's like your university studies had nothing to do with event organisation. Um, well, they did kind of um yeah I did um I just did a business degree um and yeah so but I'm sort of mainly did um like statistics and that lovely fun stuff I used to teach that for many years um and you know marketing and that retail that sort of stuff um so I mean I do have I do have a a concept of what it all is about um this is the first time I've done it myself though yes (laughs) big yeah so what are your um? Do you have any daily practices or any rituals that you use to manage all of this motherhood and this massive? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd love to say that I do, and I'd love to say that I do stuff every day. Um, I'm still in the phase of um, I have quite quite bad PTSD issues, so I um I find every day is a is a new day, and I get done what I can do. Um, walking and walking with um, like listening to music and it's like really bad music that you would not admit that you like to anyone but I like it to when I walk um, that's my that's my time I um I tried to st- uh, to meditate um, and things like that but that just it doesn't doesn't sit well with me um, I also do a bit of breath work just you know as we're going through the day and if I'm having a rough patch I breathe through it um yeah I don't I don't spend enough time doing things like self-care self-love all that sort of stuff it's 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 not great but when I do it really does boost things like it's very important well even without the self-care which is important but in terms of managing your time how are you how are you allocating yourself (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have to do this for the kids <laughs> then I have to get this done. So priorities are literally for um, no no 
I have, oh, well, Sid's at daycare on Mondays and Friday mornings. So they are my time to do full-on work. Um, I am on the couch every night with, you know, after I cook tea and everything, sitting on the couch, everyone's watching telly. I'm on the, I'm on the computer sending emails or whatever I'm doing. Um, it's kind of, the priorities are children first, children slash husband first. <laughs> um, then I get done the things that need, like obviously the washing. If you had this many children in your house, <laughs> you just the washing is insane. Um, but I usually just try and get it done and then like allocate. So I'll go, right, at this time I'm doing this many hours and as long as I don't get interrupted. Um, but it's fit it where you can and the couch in front of the telly is the best spot, <laughs> the best spot to do all the, you know, all the boring admin side of stuff. So, yeah. But it's, I mean, everything, it's been, I would literally say every single day since I launched it in November, I've done, I've worked on it every day. So, yeah, it's full on. Yeah, I bet it is. And especially because it's not something you have done before and it's a new, new concept. Yeah, yeah. So um, I wanted to know, like, what along the way has actually surprised and delighted you about preparing for this? Because I know we haven't had it yet, so I can't ask you yeah. post-event. <laughs> <laughs> I have loved how I cannot recall one negative comment. Not one. Not, um, you know, everyone that's talked about it, um, Obviously, the people that are sort of already in, within the spiritual community have reached out. I haven't actually asked anyone to be involved. I've, people have reached out to me 100%, um, which is mind-blowing. <laughs> um, this, the thing that am amazes me is that so many people are so ready and open for this, um, and now this is the opportunity. Like you, you'll hear, you'll just speak to someone and you'll say they'll, you know. I've had it brought up to me to say, oh, did you hear this is on? I'm like, yeah, I know about that. I'm running that. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that it, it's just I just love that there's um, I just feel like the timing's right and I think it's going to help a lot of people um, and I love that. So I think, yeah, just just that it's happening, you know, just flowing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fantastic. Now, and that is something that I noticed in your um, promotions. You haven't really put yourself out there as the organiser and I couldn't <laughs> find any, even a picture of you, like you've got no. your team. Are you, you're not in that. <laughs> no, no. It's, it. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not about me. It's about, it's bigger than me. It's bigger than, it's, you know, I'm just, I'm just making it happen and I hope that it helps a lot of people like, you know, it, it's really hard when you sort of say um, it, it, it does feel bigger than me. Like it doesn't, it's going to make me feel good to have it work, obviously, <laughs> and make it happen. But it makes me feel good to know that where I have been in the past in dark places or in lost, you know, lost wherever, mentally or emotionally or spiritually, um, it makes me feel good to know that I can open doors for people um in in my position or you know in any position really to have access to what they need um yeah it's not about me <laughs> no. 
Um, no, I am not know. saying it should be about you, but it's that your story is quite unique and it is one that people from all walks of life could connect with, with on so many different levels, especially with, I mean, you've got blended family for starters. Yeah. That is one thing that you yeah. know, has to have its challenge in itself. And then the loss of your first husband and then moving out to Broken Hill. Where did you move from? Um, Melbourne, actually. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I've moved all over the place, but Melbourne at the time I moved to Broken Hill and that was a big rude shock but I loved it and it's just been very it's a very special place I've actually moved away and then back again um and it's I'm choosing to raise my son here and it's a very special place so <laughs> but it's you know I kind of I kind of think everyone has an incredible story and everyone has you know tragedies and 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 happy times and things and I like to bring people together that can you can you know you guys, uh, everyone can share that with each other and just learn from each other. It's amazing. I love it. So, yeah, it's just I guess I get a little bit a bit shy about it or thinking that people would know who I was. You know, I'd rather just blend in and make it happen. <laughs> well, the reason I, from a business perspective, think you yeah. being in the limelight a little bit would actually help your um vision of people feeling like anyone can be a part of it yeah because seeing you like you don't look like a particular you know type of spiritual person you know what I mean like (laughs) you just look like the girl next door and anyone can relate and so to have you go I've had these uh, this connection to this other realm since I was younger and I didn't actually understand it until after my husband passed away yeah um you know that draws people in right there that well you know you don't have to be a person who's been on some shamanic journey or yeah. <laughs> is that a plant yeah. medicine ceremony guess, every weekend yeah. <laughs> yeah I guess there's a lot of um what's the word no I'm not intimidated but I just feel um I don't know I, I'm I'm a very um you know always sort of take myself step back and 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 sort of don't really you know talk myself up a lot but um I guess I yeah just hanging back because I just want to you know I just want to make sure that um, I am not that spiritual person and I I just don't want people to think that it's not a genuine experience because I'm not looking like that or you know or I I actually had a conversation with someone um, one of our exhibitors and she I met her again it was just fate that I was in the area and I met her and she, we just clicked and she was the most magical person. She just lifted me up and, and it was amazing. But, um, you know, we're talking away and I'm just thinking, I, I don't know the terminology and I don't know all of what you're talking about. I understand. I get the concept and the vibe. That's good. But I, I guess I guess it's that, that kind of, um, I guess I limit myself back a little bit so that people don't think I'm, saying that I know everything or you know I'm this person that you should look up to or whatever so I guess that's just my um my self being a little bit shy about it all (laughs) but then that's part of your strength yeah you're saying I don't know all of this but I'm bringing all of these people together Together. (laughs) and I'm doing it for you and actually I'm doing it for me too yeah, I get to well, maybe maybe I will do something about that then. <laughs> yeah, I just think that 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 is a connection point right there because yeah. you know you are 
you are open to the fact that you yeah. don't know it all and that's not what you're about. But that's what you want. That's the person that you want to reach out to as well. That's the, the ones I, who- I am. I'm re- literally reaching out to me and to who I was a couple of years ago and to who I am now, but to everyone. Yeah. You know, for, for all the, the crap that we go through, um, this is this is the most real I have felt in life since everything happened with Andrew and all the rest of it. But um, I just want people to have the choice to look at these, you know, these things and whether they take them on board or not is up to them. But I know that it's given me a lot and, and I know, you know, how many other people are living so much better because of the spirituality that they've found. Um, so do you have a specific something that you can share or experience that has that made you go, you've just said then that this has made you feel better. What specifically made, has made you feel better? Like what kind of, <laughs> <laughs> can you give an example? <laughs> it's like, um, oh, there's, there's a lot. Oh, when, when Andrew was killed, I, I was not with, I wasn't there, wasn't with him. Um, and I got to see his body several days later. And I guess um, to step out of the whole idea that, you know, religion is bad and spirituality is bad and that the whole idea of ghosts is just a big scare thing and spirit and blah, blah, blah. Um, so I'm coming from that you know, that perspective that there's nothing. And, and, and I saw his body and I, I, I knew he wasn't there. Um, and I, over the next, you know, I had horrific, probably two years was just, I thought I just couldn't leave. Like it was just awful. Anyway, um, as time went on and um, I was just getting lots of, there was lots of synchronicities and lots of, um you know, signs and things. And people are so very happy to tell you that you have mental illness when you say things that <laughs> um, I can assure you, oh, that's a whole nother story, but <laughs> I know, I know that, um, I know that the signs and things that came through that um, and with Lindy, my, my mentor, and with Andrew giving me all this information, letting me know he was still around and that they are all still around, and my granddad's still with me, um, that makes life make sense. Like what I was thinking the whole time growing up and what was in my head made sense and was validated by these people, um, you know, by Andrew on the other side, by the people I had met and been around. Um, and And there's a whole, it's not just that connection to spirit, as it is out there, it's a connection to your own spirit. And it made me realise that we're connected to everything. It's not just, um, I I had been very shut off for a long time. And there was, you know, even um, just trying to think, um, I did do some meditations and I did some, I had some um, sound healing and stuff like that. It just woke up my soul (laughs) in a way. Um, so it's just been a little, it's been a, it's since the time when I've gone, no, there has to be something more. There has to be something outside here. Um, and since I've opened that and opened the possibility, I just feel like 
the whole first half of my life was just closed down. Well, it was all of your learning to get yeah. to this point to your understanding. <laughs> we do. We learn and we learn and we learn to make sense of our environment and to make sense of life. And, you know, I just, I always think I'll, in future, I'll be looking back where I am now and just learn more and more and more. And I'll think back, oh, back then, you know, and I love that. I love that. And, I, and that's, the festival's going to give me an opportunity to do even more of that. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's good. <laughs> So that that brings me to a, a question then of what um, at this point in the journey of preparing for the festival, what do you need to feel like you're at a completion stage? Like, is it are you looking for anyone in particular, or are you trying to fill gaps in experiences for people? So at the moment, in I've got a little reading room out the front of the house, and um, I've got a great big wall, and I've got all these different coloured cards stuck up with everyone, all the exhibitors, what they're doing, how long their workshop goes for. Um, and there is a little a little bit of filling gaps. Um, so I actually have a pile of, of exhibitor applications. It's probably about 30 sitting there at the moment. And I get I do get them every few days. Um, and obviously if they're if they're something that we've already got, I will I will exact like really look at them. I I, I speak to, I've spoken to everyone um, coming in, but uh, I will talk to them if they're amazing and they feel right. I'll wait. I'll work out a way of getting them in. But there are like there's a couple of gaps. What we have now, if we had to right close it off tomorrow and say there's your festival, it is incredibly incredibly diverse and amazing. Um, but I, yeah, I am definitely taking people until until I, until such a point as we get people that, or, or we stop getting people, you know. So it's a there's no hard and fast rule right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the yeah. first one, so you yeah. get to make up the rules. <laughs> Actually, you get to change the rules even as you go along. If you yeah. do the second one, and you go, it's going to be yeah. different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've got a, I've even got people ringing up and saying I can't come this year, but can you put me down for next year and stuff? So it's good. Yeah. Well, I'm one of those. I If I can't get there this year, <laughs> I yeah. would want to be there next year. Yeah. So is there anything that I haven't asked you about um, that you would like to share? Probably, um, I think the most amazing thing is that I live in the middle of nowhere um, and that becomes very obvious to me in everyday living. Um, Correction, you live in the middle of everywhere. Everywhere, <laughs> correct, sorry. <laughs> Well, That's we your are. line. We do, we do have a, a, sorry, the highway passes through here. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it, we do, you know, we do miss out on a lot of things and we do, you know, just because it is a long way, like three hours to Mildura or five to Adelaide, 12 to Sydney and so on. Um, I have, like, there are people driving here to here in August from Perth, from Cairns from Townsville from Brisbane Melbourne like these people are it, it brings tears to my eyes that everyone's coming together and it's happening and um you know people aren't really thinking twice about it they're just feeling the call and they're coming and I love that so I um I guess the sense of community has already started to develop um even the sense in in town because we do have there is another like a fair that they have okay I think I think it's annually as well but um like it's a smaller version and they have it in a hall 
And um, people are used to that. They're not used to the this. The, well, not, no one's used to this one because it's new. But people are adapting and people are just going with it. Like I haven't heard negative stuff and I, I've heard, I've just had support. And I just want to, I'm thankful to everyone and I'm thankful to the universe for making it happen. So, yeah. You've put yeah. it out there. Yeah. <laughs> you're prepared to make it happen. So yeah. You're being supported in that. Yeah, for sure. So let me um, ask you one other question, and that is where people can find out about the, the festival. Sure. Okay. So we have a website, which is outbackspiritualfestival.com.au, uh, and that um, that's getting updated quite regularly, particularly with all our um, exhibitors and, and all of the workshops coming up. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram or Facebook, Outback Spiritual Festival. If you just search that up, it will come up for you. And there's also, like, there's an email link on the website if you need to get in contact with me. Um, that comes straight to me. So there's always something coming up um, on the website. So check up, check in on that, particularly at the moment because I've been uploading photos and bios and things. So Did you take photos for the website? The photos are beautiful. I, I have taken some of them, but I can't take credit for most of them. <laughs> no, they're all <laughs> off, they're off iStock. I am actually a photographer, but um, I haven't, yeah, haven't really done it since um, Sid was born. But um, living out on the station, I do have a lot of photos of the outback in the sky and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. <laughs> well, um, I want to thank you for sharing your story, especially since you don't put yourself in front of the camera um, as, as you. Like I've, I've seen you interview other people, but you're not actually yeah. sharing what's behind your story yeah. and I think that that in itself is going to be an inspiration for people who have considered doing something but have felt a little bit afraid because they don't have all the answers and from what I've gathered from what you've said you might not have all the answers but you're prepared to put one foot in front of the other and help present everybody else with as many answers as you can find on their behalf and that's amazing <laughs> so <laughs> I thank you on behalf of everybody who attends so inspiring Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for your time. I know how valuable it is and I hope you got value out of listening to this podcast. If you are looking for a coach to support and guide you through your own unique journey of creating a life you love, then reach out for a connection call. And if you'd like to connect with other creative souls in person by joining us at a workshop, a retreat, or to book a unique um, shopping experience here at Creators Nest, I run those by appointment. So check out the website for more details. The link is in the show notes. Oh, and please leave a review. I'd love to hear any insights or inspirations that were activated in you from this podcast. And I look forward to drumming, dancing, or soaring alongside of you. 